This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's up, everybody? It's your host, Will, coming back for a new episode of Field Note Fridays, powered by Yamaha Outdoors and the proven off-road line of ATVs and side-by-side vehicles. Over these next six weeks, we're hosting a new series, and we're going to be talking all about Hunt Stand and how to use it. We've got a lot of new users out there, and we've got some dedicated veterans, so you know the ins and outs, but... Last year, we launched Pro Whitetail, and over these next six weeks, we're going to be going over the different features of the Pro Whitetail tier, including some of the older features, you know, such as Hunt Zone and some other things as well. But we just want to go over this and show y'all the different features we have out there, what they're for, how you can use it and implement it in your hunting strategies and hunting plans to be more efficient and maximize your time in the woods. So to kick it off for this first week, we're going to be getting Josh Dalkey on here, Mr. Content Man himself, Content Director, Head Honcho, Boss Man, whatever you want to call the man. But we're getting him on here to talk about the rut map. You know, specifically, we're going to be talking about this because this is a time of year that a lot of y'all are looking at the fall and you're trying to figure out your season. You're trying to figure out that time that you want to be out in the woods chasing after whitetail in the rut. Now, of course, we like to go out there just about every weekend that we can or any moment that we can. But some of y'all, y'all are going out of state. You may have drawn a tag out of state. You got a lease that's a couple hours away. And so you really want to try and find that time. When is the best time to go? You're looking at a week long, couple days, whatever your time frame is, but you're wanting to figure out best time of year to go based off the rut. And so we're going to talk about how you can do that and some other ways that the rut map is used as well. We'll be diving into how the thing was made, who made it, and where we went with it. So we're going to be getting Josh on here to talk about that. I'm not going to get too much more into it, but if you're interested in finding out more about that, head down to the description link below. I'm going to have our website in there so that way you can check out Pro Whitetail. If you're interested in upgrading to that, purchase Pro Whitetail today so that way you can unlock all the features of HuntStand 
And again, y'all, we just want to thank everybody for tuning in to the HuntStand podcast. We've gotten lots of support. We appreciate it. And if you haven't yet, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, or follow, depending on what listening platform you're on. But thanks again for tuning in to the HuntStand podcast. And here's Mr. Josh Dalkey. All right, dude. Well, Josh, welcome back to the podcast. You've been on numerous times. And, you know, for the listeners that don't know you, give us that quick little high 30-foot tree stand view of yourself. Uh, I work with your crazy ass to create a bunch of content for hunt stand and we try to hunt as much as we possibly can, right? Try to when we can. I mean, hunting season's upon us, which we're getting into that and we're going to talk about that. But uh, no, the reason I want to get you on today, uh, over the next six weeks, we are going to have a hunt stand tutorial, hunt stand how-to whatever the folks want to deem this or call this. And we're just going to kind of go over high level, high, you know, just that surface level, not too down and dirty on the different features that HuntStand Pro Whitetail offers. And specifically today, we're going to talk about one of those features, and that's the rut map. Brian Murphy was the one who really, really had his hands across the nation, if you will, with all the different management teams, state wildlife biologists, and just all those different people across the nation. So let's just talk about it and give the folks a little bit on what the rut map is, man. Yeah. So the rut map really is, it is Brian's brainchild. Uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, Brian is really our in-house biologist, but specifically whitetail guru. Yep. Um, he was with Quality Deer Management Association for a long, long time. So uh, he's a top dog in the whitetail community, or among the top dogs, I should say. There's a there's a good handful of them, but Brian is highly respected. We're really lucky to have him on our team. And uh, that guy knows deer um, as good or better than anybody I've ever come across. So when we set out to start building out Pro Whitetail for Hunt Stand, he went to bat and said, hey, why don't we see if we can build out the first full-scale rut map with rut times for the entire whitetails range across the country and that had never been done before at least in a format that was like usable for people and hunters um so he did it and he uh he contacted every state agency and he went through with a fine-tooth comb and came up with all of the rut dates for 98 percent of the whitetails range in the country and um it's literally broken down on a heat map style in Huntstand pro whitetail so you can go in there and it is super granular at a county level um even yeah. down to deer herd level and i think what a lot of people don't realize um is there is actually a, a fair amount of variance in rut timing across the country now mm -hmm. if you go back and you look at the article re we released last year um when we first launched this thing it has a pretty cool breakdown in there a chart that actually shows what the percentages are by month for uh the rut start across the country and the majority are definitely in november i mean yeah. most people most deer hunters get to experience the whitetail rut in november uh in fact there are 2156 counties where the rut starts in November. And then second to that, it would be October. And then uh, 
it just kind of changes from there. You got September and actually, um, you know, there's a, there's a, a number that are also in December, but if you want to check that out, you'll find the article in the field notes section at huntstand.com. It's titled new whitetail rut map, uh, huntstand exclusive. And Will will put it in the show notes here. I'll put a link to that. But, um, anyway, Brian broke down the whole dang country for rut timing and it's not just the start of the rut or what some people would define as the quote unquote rut but as as a lot of us know there are phases to it so you got pre-rut peak rut the waning rut pre-second rut and second rut yeah and why is that important to people well i mean it's it's the number one time of year where you're most likely to see deer making mistakes especially mature bucks and uh you know, whether you're planning a vacation or you're thinking about your strategies for hunting on a property that you spend most of your time on throughout the entire year, like it's at least good to have a reference of when the rut is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And when you look at those dates, that is when the rut is going to happen. There's a lot of like local myths and stuff like that. Like, oh, the rut's early this year, the rut's late, whatever. <laughs> biologically that's just really not the truth now weather factors can influence movement of course but when it comes to the actual breeding which you know the rut is defined by when the deer are going to be doing most of their breeding um which means there's going to be a lot of movement going on with bucks chasing does and whatnot um those dates don't change they no. just really don't change. They're pretty much set in stone. And uh, I'm sure you'll end up doing a follow-up where Brian gets into the nuts and bolts of all the science behind this. But oh yeah, when it comes to to me as a deer hunter, just uh, using myself as an example to maybe reflect on the, the greater deer hunting community, why does it matter that we're able to see where these, these rut dates are across the country? Well, um, let's just start it out like this. You know, where I'm hunting, most of the time is at, at home in Minnesota and Wisconsin. I am traveling to other states too, but just looking at where I hunt at home. So if you're one of those guys who only hunts close to home, maybe you only hunt one farm, one piece of public, whatever it is, um, rather than trying to guess and look back, maybe you've kept a journal over the years of when you think the rut is. Well, if you look at our rut map, it's going to tell you exactly when it is, and there's just no disputing it. That's just mm -hmm. what it is. Um, so if you're a devout rut hunter, you want to spend a lot of time out in the woods. Um, you got to ask yourself what phase of the rut do you like to hunt? I mean, people have different hunting styles, different hunting strategies, different properties are better for different phases of the rut. And that's something you can only figure out over time. But if you know, Hey, this, this particular spot on this property has classically been good when there's a lot of chasing going on or this has been really good during the second rut like where i hunt at my family's farm for muzzleloader season you know i really like to try to time my muzzleloader hunt in december to maybe catch some of that second rut action because if there are enough does around there's probably going to be a second rut um, where some of those does hadn't been bred already so yeah um it just really allows you to like figure out and narrow in on when do you want to go hunting during the rut because most of us can't just go hunt 
all the way from the pre-rut through the the second rut. I mean, Which we're talking nice. about like, yeah, I mean, we would love to. I'd love to be out there every single day. That'd be awesome. But even with us being fortunate to have an excuse to be out there creating content and stuff, like we still only get so much time out there. Mm-hmm. And the average deer hunter probably gets even less. So um, you're looking at, you know, well over a uh well over a month basically like a a month and a half probably where you're at where you're going to have some rut activity going on ranging from that pre-rut to the second rut so when do you want to hunt during that time period that's that's why this is important to know now if you're traveling out of state that's a whole nother can of worms because it's a lot easier to understand what's going on at home just based on your personal experience but if you're planning a trip and you want it to be during the rut or a particular phase of the rut, you're going to be able to make sure you're doing that right with our rut map and and those dates that we provide. And then on top of that, you know, you can really drill it down um, as you're leading up to the hunt or while you're on the hunt with some of the other tools like the whitetail activity forecast and our hunt zone to see, you know, check the wind conditions and all that. But it's a huge planning resource. Oh, big time. I mean, like, I mean, for somebody like you who lives out Midwest and you've traveled a lot over the States over the years, just deer hunting. I mean, looking at our rut map and let's say you're going Kansas, Ohio, something like that, wherever you're going, what phase of the road are you going to try and time those hunts out? You know, you're let's, let's back up and let's say we're in the middle of June, July right now. And you know, you've got that tag in your pocket and you're looking at that state. Are you a pre-rut guy when they're in that seeking phase, because I've heard a lot of guys that talk about it's really hard to, you know, hunt them where it, when those deer are really in lockdown, it's really hard to get on them. So do you like pre or say waning or post rut? Man, for me personally, I am a big fan of the pre rut uh, on the farms that I hunt mm-hmm. because, yeah, you're you're very likely to see a buck. Um, moving during daylight hours and making a mistake and you're you're liable to see a lot of bucks for that matter um and yeah once they once they get into the the peak rut where you're experiencing lockdown and whatnot they do become a lot more difficult to hunt especially if you're really trying to go after a certain type of deer um or an individual deer for that matter like they can just disappear for a period of time and they could end up in they could end up in some really weird spot too they might like they might not even be on your property anymore they might go to the neighbors or they could they could go somewhere where they end up getting mixed up with some does or locking down with a doe that uh you know they just they vanish um or they could be right under your thumb and they still vanish but that pre-rut phase man that's a really good time to be out there and in our neck of the woods, that's going to last about a week. Mm-hmm. And depending on, depending on the year, a lot of times that falls, um, we're kind of right on that, that gap between the pre-rut and the peak rut when our firearm season opens in Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin firearm season is later, but in Minnesota, you know, you can actually be out there with a gun during the rut. Now that's, that's a whole nother discussion of whether that's a good thing or not. I would prefer that we didn't have a gun season during the rut just because 
the best activity is when there's the most pressure and it kind of triggers a lot of nocturnal activity. But if you play your cards right and you got the right property to work with, those deer are still going to be out there doing their thing. Um, So one of the things that we really try to do always, no matter what, but it, it can also help for the rut is just put as little pressure on our property as possible so that when we do go to sit with a gun, you know, you're even going to potentially have some other deer that have been pushed into the property from the neighboring properties. Yeah. There are hot does running around or they're, they're feeling like they're, you know, about ready to find one. You might run into some bucks that you normally wouldn't see just because of the neighboring pressure as mm-hmm. well. So you got a couple of different things working for you there, but yeah, pre-rut's awesome. I mean, what, what's it like for you down in Texas? Like every property is different, but yeah, every property is different. You know, like we're, we're low fence with the exception of one side, we had some neighbors come in and, uh, throw up some eight foot tall high fence which sucks because it cut off some uh creek that runs through so it actually cut off some running water for me uh where we had a lot of deer come from but it just it depends on the property but like for me i've noticed the best time is typically pre-rut or waning rut so it's like that week or two before thanksgiving we just have an insane amount of deer that move through our place. You know, we are really good at holding does. Like, for example, and kind of speaking on that pressure aspect that you talked about, once middle August gets here, September 1, we try to stay out of going into certain areas. You know, summertime, turkey season, we don't care, but, like, now is the time where we're not going in uh, because we really start to harbor those does like this morning on three different cameras. I had anywhere between like five and 10 different does at each location on the place at one time, which is good. So we usually keep them year round. So like, it seems like just after Halloween, like that second week of October or so we just have bucks we've never seen before that start coming through and they stick around for, usually a good six weeks, you know, until after the rut, you know. So that pre-rut for us is like a let, uh, November 10th through the 17th, which I've killed a lot of deer in that time. And then it, for whatever reason, it just kind of seems like around that Thanksgiving window. I don't know if it's because pressure, like people coming home and going out on their places and, like you said, like triggering that, that nocturnal activity. Um, but it seems like Thanksgiving they just kind of – go quiet for a little bit and then like just shortly after when everybody's Christmas shopping is when we just see bucks just coming out of the woodworks again. So I really like to try and look at the calendar like like I'm looking at it right now and I try to plan a week out there. You know, we we always try to be out there opening weekend of rifle and opening weekend of archery. But I like to try and plan a week in November that I can get out there. I've got good Wi-Fi signals so I can work remote and everything with what we do. But uh I'm looking at the 10th through the 17th. Is that good time for me? Or like I'm looking at the waning rut is December 1st through the 8th. So those are two times I'm looking at just based off of knowing the property and how it's been before in the past. Um, Especially with the amount of rain we got this spring, knowing that there's going to be some big bucks rolling around this year. But yeah, that's, it just depends on the property really wherever we are. Yeah. Yeah. And the property dynamics definitely do play a role in that. So, I mean, you, you still have to know what's going on to a certain degree at a, at a given location. If you're trying to decide like what phase of the rut 
that you want to focus in on, especially if you're mm-hmm. going to be like taking vacation time and going out of state, like you're still going to want to do your homework yeah, to try to understand the dynamics of that property. But uh, man, so yeah, the, the, the pre-rut is pretty hard to beat. I mean, even if you don't get a shot, you're probably not going to be bored out there. No. The deer are really moving. Especially um, if you get a little cold front that's blowing through and you just get like those ideal conditions during the day. I mean, I killed a deer at 11 o'clock in the morning last year on the 13th of November. Yeah. Oh, if it's, if it's nice and cool, um, because I mean, you know, the bucks are going to be, they're going to be in the zone. They're going to be in the mood no matter what. Um, the does are the ones calling the shots. Yeah. So, you know, if they're, if you get a heat wave or something during the pre-rut, that can be rough because there's still going to be, you know, there's their cycle isn't going to change. Mm-hmm. The does are still going to be, you know, in estrus when they're supposed to be, but trouble you might run into is if it's too warm, they're probably going to be doing a lot of their business at night, but if it's cool, you know, they'll be up and they'll be getting nosed around by bucks and you're likely to have some consistent action all day. Now, uh, if I only had to choose two windows, I would just skip right on through the peak rut, the waning rut and the pre-second rut. And I would just go straight to the second rut in my neck of the woods where I do most of my hunting in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Because like I said before, for us, that's right in the time of muzzleloader season. So if we're fortunate to get some horrible weather, uh, horribly good weather for, for me, like if it's cold, ideally down around zero degrees. Zero and, degrees. <laughs> yeah, zero, zero, or, zero or below would be a dream. And then, <laughs> man, if we've got enough snow accumulation by that point, they're already going to be going into that late season bed to food pattern where they're desperate enough to eat during daylight so um and then even even the ones that are feeding at night you know a lot of times you can catch them coming back during daylight in the morning but either way you're gonna you're gonna have them on that food pattern and then if you can layer on top of that some of those second waves of does going into estrus that just adds icing on the cake um i mean if you get if you get one hot dough rolling around on a property during the second rut up here and there's nasty weather and you've got a food source to work with, you better sit out there as long as you can possibly handle. And that's oh, where, yeah. that's where a box blind or something like that comes in handy where you can just post up in there and turn the heat Actually, on. last year I was planning on sleeping in a box blind because uh, there was a spot that was very difficult for me to get out of in the evening. Cause it'd be loaded up with deer. Unfortunately, uh, the blind that we had out um, ended up getting pulled, so I couldn't do that. But that's something I'm hoping to do this year during muzzleloader season is sleep in the blind um, with a heater and then ideally wake up in the morning and, and shoot one when the field is stacked up with deer. Dude, I want to come hunt with you and do that. As long as you got some <laughs> as long as you got some hot cocoa for me, I'll, I'll come hang out with you. Dude, we'll just bring a, a gallon of hot cocoa and maybe a maybe a liter of screwball so we can have it you know we'd have to like we'd have to get up at like one in the morning maybe have a little bit of that screwball because obviously we don't want to we're not going to be tipsy when we're actually hunting but man be a good time get some jet boil with some mres going (laughs) yeah well dude i think this is all good advice for those out there that maybe they either 
they're just learning about the rut map. Maybe they had it last year and they just didn't quite know how to implement it. But now that we got a full year under our belt, looking ahead at deer season, a lot of guys are thinking about it now. School started, kids are in school, so a lot of people are starting to get you know zero focused in on deer hunting now. So I think this is a great tool that a lot of guys can look at. Um, do you see any other ways that folks might be using rut map this year, or you have any other you know secrets? You know, working at hunt stand, sometimes we have like little tips, tricks, other trade, whatever you want to call it. But you got any of those for the rut map before we go? Well. I don't necessarily have anything for the rut map off the top of my head, um, but then it comes down to drilling into some of the other features to really, really use your time wisely, like the the white tail activity forecast. But I know you'll get that you'll get to that in another Field Note Friday episode. But oh yeah, if there's just one thing I can reinforce about the rut map, it's forget about all the guesswork, like these are the definitive dates for the deer herds across the country. Yep. Forget about what the guy's telling you at the bar, the local sporting goods store about the rut being early or late or this or that, like, or the ruts already passed. Yeah. That all of that is not, it's just simply not the truth of the matter. Now, again, it, nocturnal activity based on weather conditions. That's where a lot of people get duped, but yep. the, the does are going into asterisk when the does are going into asterisk. They're biologically programmed to do so. And now we have it in a format where you can know definitively across the whole whitetails range, or at least 98% of it, when those dates are like to a complete accurate science. So um, just quit trying to guess. Yeah. Quit looking at your journals. These are the dates. Which in... I know Brian's talked about this before. People have asked, like, well, do those dates change? They might vary by a day, two at the most. And that's just because of how the year falls, you know, depending on whether, exactly. it's, whether it's a leap year or something weird like that. So, yeah, it's yeah. looking at them. They may change by a day earlier, a day late. But other than that, it's a great tool to get, to get your hunt planned for the fall. So, dude, appreciate you hopping on. And we'll talk more next week on the Whitetail Activity Forecast. Sounds good. See you later. All right, y'all. There you go. Hopefully you'll be able to take some of the stuff that Josh and I talked about today in regard to the rut map that's on HuntStand Pro Whitetail and apply it to your game plan. And hopefully it helps you really narrow in and hone in on what time you want to be in the woods this fall based off of the rut, especially for all you guys that you're traveling far. So next week, we're going to dive into our whitetail activity forecast. Going to be getting Josh on here again to discuss that. But we got a few more weeks, hunt stand, how-to series, whatever you'd like to dub this. So we're going to be getting Josh on here and maybe a couple other team members as well on to just discuss the different features and how you can use it, how they've used it, and apply it to their hunting plan. So hopefully you'll be able to learn something from our team and take it and apply it to what you're doing to, again, maximize your time in the woods this fall, be more efficient, and get that big buck on the ground. So thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode, Field Note Fridays, powered by Yamaha Outdoors, and we'll see you on the next one.